Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, January 20th, 537 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. March corn futures down three at 674 and a quarter. March soybeans up one at 1515 and three quarters. March Chicago wheat down two and a half at 732. March Kansas City wheat down three and a half at 828 and a half. March spring wheat down two and a half at 901 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Ratings and reviews are very much welcome. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. Drop me a comment. All of that stuff will help YouTube to help me to grow this channel. Appreciate it as always. If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, weather information, all of my grain marketing recommendations. My daily subscriber-only or premium videos are uh, put out every single business day. There's a new one. Yesterday, I did a seasonal review right down these dates. I ran through uh, old crop, new crop, corn and soybeans, also new crop winter wheat. Uh, talked about some dates uh, specifically that should be important to you when it comes to grain marketing. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today. 50 bucks a month. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. U.S. ethanol production posted a sharp rebound last week. Weekly output 1.008 million barrels per day. That was up almost 7% on the week, still down about 4% versus the same week last year. But that was the best weekly print for U.S. ethanol production since early December. Ethanol stocks were down 2% on the week, 23.4 million barrels. That was down actually 1% versus the same week last year. So ethanol stocks have now fallen for three consecutive weeks. They are no longer at record seasonal highs. Implied U.S. gasoline demand was up 6.6% on the week, down about 2% versus the same week last year. Gasoline demand is tracking 2021 fairly closely, which is, is still pretty poor in terms of overall demand considering in in 2021 you know you got to think january 2021 you're still kind of of dealing with covid lockdowns and stuff um so gasoline demand is not uh quite where uh, we'd like to see it but uh pretty positive looking ethanol report in regard to corn demand for ethanol. All that being said, uh, year to date or marketing year to date, we're still down almost 5% year over year when it comes to uh, ethanol production. So you could make an argument that USDA may be a little bit too high with their corn demand estimate for ethanol. Uh, they're projecting, I think, a decline of only 1%. So we're going to need to see uh, some stronger production numbers here. Got some U.S. acreage estimates emerging. Farm Futures Magazine conducted a survey of 560 U.S. farmers, uh, mostly during the month of December. The survey indicated that U.S. farmers plan to plant 90.5 million acres of corn this year versus 88.6 million last year. That's an increase of 2.2%. U.S. farmers intend to plant, according to this survey, 88.9 million acres of soybeans versus 87.5 last year. That would be an increase of 1.7%. All wheat acres estimated at 48.8 million, up sharply from 45.7 last year. That's a projected increase of almost 7%. 
Um, so they're talking increases pretty much across the board in terms of acreage versus last year. Uh, you're going to see a lot more about acreage and hear a lot more about acreage over the next uh, you know several weeks and months. There's going to be the old conversation of, of what is the actual acreage pie. We've seen this general trend uh, over the years of reduced principal crop acreage here in the United States. Um, I've seen farm budgets that uh, favor corn versus soybeans in a lot of situations, but there are other things to consider. Um, I actually ran my own acreage survey, and I'm I'm going to uh, do a, a premium video today uh, with the uh, results of that survey. You got some rains falling over Argentina this morning. Uh, from today through, say, Tuesday next week, you should see accumulation up to maybe two inches of rain over some of these key corn and soybean growing areas this morning. And you've got this system already building uh, here this morning on the radar. This is as of uh, 4.45 a.m. Central on my screen here. So through next uh, Tuesday, I believe, which is the 24th, you'll see some decent coverage. It's not everywhere. Uh, but then when you go out through the 29th, you've got much better coverage. So not only is the short term term forecast uh, kind of wet it, it continues to be wet at least through the end of next week and then when you look at the um the longer term run you look at the gfs it's indicating even more rain through the first couple days of february so i don't know if this is too little too late i know that they've had like the worst drought in 60 years but you do have a uh, shift in the in the forecast, I think, or in the pattern. Now, Argentina crop estimates continue to decline. The Buenos Aires grain exchange pegged the country's corn crop at 44.5 million metric tons. They were at 50 previously. Uh, USDA is at 52, so they're well below USDA here. The exchange noted that the crop could be as light as 37.8 million without a shift in the weather pattern. Uh, corn planting was estimated to be 89% complete. Soybean planting 96 complete, 96% uh, complete. Argentina is the world's top exporter of soybean meal and soybean oil. They are the world's third largest corn exporter. Or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, their third largest corn exporter. For reference, if you want to compare the size of the Argentina crop versus, say, the U.S., the U.S. grew 349 million metric tons of corn in 2022 uh, to go to the uh, metric system. Argentina's crop is about 15% of the size of the U.S. crop in a given year. So no, compared to the U.S., it's, it's nothing, but it is a big deal when it comes to the meal market, the oil market, export implications, all of that stuff. The U.S. hit the debt ceiling yesterday. Um, I had a lot of questions about this, so I figured I'd touch on it. Uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen told Congress yesterday that the U.S. has reached its existing borrowing cap of $31.4 trillion. The government will now use what it calls extraordinary measures to fund uh, itself until at least June. These extraordinary measures include suspending some investments, um, exchanging different types of debt. You really need to see just a simple majority vote in both the House and Senate to increase the borrowing limit. Uh, let me make this fairly clear here. Raising the debt ceiling does not authorize new spending. It just allows the government to spend money that's already been appropriated or approved. The whole debt ceiling issue is just a giant charade. It's a political issue. Uh, politicians use it as a weapon to attack uh, the other party. The fact that we hit the debt ceiling really doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, we've really got until June the way Ye uh, Yellen said it. Um, until they really need to um, uh, get this thing resolved. I've seen the media report, I've, I've seen this discussed, uh, a U.S. government default. Guys, the, the odds of a U.S. government default are slim to none. If that were even a slim possibility, you'd see uh, U.S. Treasury prices just collapse, and, and yeah, bonds have moved lower, but not, uh, not indicative of a uh, U.S. government default, I don't think. 
U.S. mortgage rates have fallen to their lowest level since September. According to Freddie Mac data, the average rate for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage fell to 6.15% from 6.3% the week prior. This was the second consecutive weekly decline. Uh, the housing market has undoubtedly cooled the last year as the cost of borrowing has nearly doubled. Bloomberg noted that buyers continue to face an uphill battle, though. Uh, this was a quote here. At the current 30-year average, a borrower with a $600,000 mortgage would pay roughly $36.55 per month, uh, about $940 more than a year ago when rates were 3.56. So yeah, the, the higher interest rates have drastically reduced um, buying power for um uh, U.S. home buyers certainly. When you look at the interest rate picture, this is the last Fed dot plot from Bloomberg. Um, the general idea among FOMC members is that rates will begin to decline in 2024, but that's a big if. That's if they get inflation under control um, under the right conditions. I mean, this is this is what they like to see in a perfect world, but you don't know if if that's fact or not. Inflation can be tricky. Cattle market uh, was yesterday. Let's see. Cattle market was lower. Feeder cattle were lower. We've got a cattle on feed report after the close today. And the trade, excuse me, uh, generally expects kind of, you know, the USDA is going to continue to indicate kind of a, a lighter uh, number situation. Cattle on feed expected at 97. Placements expected at 91% of last year. Marketing's at 95 the outside markets, U.S. dollars uh, a little bit higher. Stock market's mixed. The S&P's up three or four. Uh, the Dow Jones down 40. Gold's up seven bucks. Crude oil is uh, attempting a rebound here. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. Uh, I'll talk to you guys on Monday.